first of all, let me thank all of you for your contributions and your pledges to the capital campaign. Its congregation's just been terrific. You've been very, very generous. And as of last Tuesday, we had been able to raise and have pledges of uh, three po approximately $3.1 million. It's really $3,080,000, uh, but I think we'll reach that uh, $3 million. $100,000 really soon, and we're aiming towards uh, trying to raise the $3.5 million goal that we have established, and slowly we're building in that direction. Um, so thank you for your pledges. It'll make it possible for us to do the renovations to this building. Now for the stumbling blocks about the renovation to, the, to this building, which is part of the reason we're having this. This past... Um, it was in the winter uh, and in the fall. We gathered with the Parish House Renovation Committee. And as you know, what we talked about in the capital campaign was that we were going to do what's called phase one. Phase one included the connector between the church and the parish house, the new elevator, and the renovation and, and restoration of this bottom floor and the first floor. And then the only places that would be renovated... Um, on the second, third, and fourth floor would be the area where the elevator would have to ha goes up the shaft and things would be changed there. So we would have a connector. The first and second floor haven't been renovated, but really the second, third, and fourth, uh, second, third, and fourth floors were not intended to be renovated. That was going to be second stage of the plans. The original estimate from the people with whom we have been working was that we would be able to do that, that the whole first phase of it could be done uh, with approximately $5.8 million, that that's what it was going to cost. And we had figured that we could raise about $5.5 million from the congregation for the capital campaign. The endowment of our congregation uh, from St. John's Church, as, as we've told you, has committed $2 million, so it would come to $5.5 million. There would be a gap of about $300,000, but... Um, I know that's, it's a lot of money in my budget, but in light of all that we were going to do, it didn't seem like that much to, to miss. When the uh, second report came back about the renovation, in fact, those figures were not accurate at all. And when they came back to us, uh, they said that the estimate for the first phase, which we had agreed to do, had risen from $5.8 million to approximately $7.1 million, which is a huge, huge number. Uh, it's it percentage-wise, it's off the charts, and so on. Um, I've put back in the back of the church, or not in the back of the church, in the back of the dining room, there is a sheet with the, that is two pages, three faces of it, which talks about the cost increases between April and October, which is the period that we were talking. And I'm not going to review all of this. Uh, this is just the figures that were given to us. When the vestry met and heard these figures, they said, there's no way. We need to send this back to the drawing board to some extent or another. Ask more, uh, ask more firms to bid on this job to see if we could get the price of this back down to a workable figure for us. To continue the way that it's been planned, it would mean that we would need to borrow uh, either with a line of credit or borrow from our own endowment, approximately another $1.4 million. I think it comes out to $1.4 million. And as if you borrow it from the endowment, that's missing income 
for the programs of the church. If you have a line of credit, it's a line item that becomes a debt service for the church. Either way you slice it, uh, we would be losing um, some of the finances that allow us to do what we're able to do as a congregation here at St. John's Church, and which we all appreciate that we can do on that. So when they came to us and told us about this, uh, there were, we had a extent, Vestry and I and everybody had extensive discussions about this, and uh, we decided that maybe the, when the, they're coming back to meet with our Vestry in May for the May Vestry meeting, the uh, committee that's been working with the uh, construction people are coming back, and we're hoping to be able to receive not just one bid, but maybe two or three bids from different companies. One of the problems we've encountered is that this is not a particularly big job. It's a prestigious job. Some people want to have it in their uh, things that they can present to other folks, but it's not a big job. We're not high up on the needs. If you look, um, the last time I was on an airplane, we flew uh, close to the southwest section of Washington, D.C., and there are, I don't know, numerous of those giant cranes that's where all the construction is happening in Washington, D.C., and these construction companies are, I think, fairly busy. At any rate, we hope to be able to get two or three different bids to come forward to us at the May meeting. The second thing which then we added was that if we're going to do this, perhaps we ought to do the whole thing in one fell swoop. If we're going to have to borrow money, Let's do it all so that the congregation doesn't need to move out of this building a second time. So we asked them to come to us with one, phase one bid, two, a bid to do everything. The connector, the basement, first floor, second, third, and fourth floor. Uh, part of my thinking, I won't speak for the vestry, but part of my thinking on this is that after moving out, Spending all that money, borrowing money, and then coming back and going to the second, third, and fourth floor and going, you mean we're not done? I can just hear uh, the responses from I thought we were getting it all done. Well, we didn't. Anyway, uh, I thought it might be wiser to go ahead and move out one time, buy a lar borrow a larger sum of money, and then to, uh, to finish it all. The conversation around that then rises from $7.1 million to $8-point-some-odd million. So the amount of money that we would have to borrow by either a line of credit or from the endowment rises by another million-plus dollars. So we're waiting for May to come along. Um, what this means, uh, and I'll tell you about the third thought on that, but before that, uh, we had promised the congregation that we would be moving out June 1, that that's when the renovations were going to start. They're not going to start June 1. When the um, Parish House Committee comes back with bids, the vestry will hear it out at our vestry meeting in May with the hopes of being able to make a decision by the vestry meeting in June, which is the third uh, Tuesday of June, and Hayden has told me that there is about a six-week lag time between the time that you agree on a, a, to build, the contracts have to be finalized, et cetera, et cetera. There's about a six-week lag time. So if we're able to make the decision in June, the earliest that we would be moving out of the parish house would be around the first or second week of August. So the June date is not applicable to us anymore. 
uh, to some extent or others, beyond um, what we can control. And that's basically where we are. If the vestry, uh, we're going to have immediately after the vestry meeting in May, we will meet with the um, outfit that are the investment advisors for the church to review all the financial options. So uh, Tuesday we meet with the uh, uh, parish house committee. That Thursday the investment committee will meet with our advisors so that we can get information out to the vestry in preparation for the June meeting. I think it's a very difficult decision, to be honest with you. And um, I'm not sure that we'll be able to make that decision in June. It may be July when we have to make that decision. So many things need to be considered. If that's the case, then we would be moving out the first or second week of September. That's when we would be not having access to the building. Uh, one of the great uh, advantages of uh, tearing the tendon on your knee is that you have a lot of time in the basement of your house to think through a lot of things that you hadn't thought about. So at our vestry meeting this past April, I thought that maybe there is a third option for all of us. And the third option, and I called our architect, uh, Cal Bowie, and spoke with him a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago. And in speaking with Cal, I said, well, what would it cost us if we renovated the parish house? put the elevator where it's supposed to be going, and redid the whole parish house, but not build the connector. He answered me like a good architect that he is, and he said, you know, all things are possible. <laughs> uh, they, yes, the way they all these architects are. You can do anything you want to if you have enough money. I said, that's not what I want to hear. <laughs> uh, I said, I, wa I want you to tell me if this is something that is practical or feasible, something that is doable. And his response was, let me talk to the architects uh, and so on and see what kind of response. I haven't gotten a, a full response from him. I was hoping to get it by today, but I haven't gotten it. But he thinks that it is a possibility. And then I said, off the top of your head, can we do this with $5.5 million? And he said, the $5.5 million would cover the restoration of the parish house, the new elevator, all the things that were supposed to be done here but nothing about the connector. So that's the third option, which we had not thought about as a vestry, and I hadn't thought about, and our vestry, I don't think, had thought uh, much around that. So um, I'm hoping that in May for the vestry meeting now, they will be bringing us option number one, phase one, option number two, the whole shebang, borrowing $1.4 million for one, borrowing uh, two plus uh, million dollars for item two, item three, doing the parish house, not doing the connector, not borrowing any money. That's kind of where we find ourselves in this, and I thought it was uh, important for us to update you on the, on the renovations, the stumbling blocks that we have hit, and uh, considerations that the vestry uh, has to make between these last few months coming up to May, uh, hopefully a decision by June. If it has to go to July, it'll have to go to July. Um, I'm glad to answer as many questions that I can answer for you, um, but that's really kind of where we find ourselves in the process right now, and I'm happy to answer. Uh, Mar Martha, let me start here. What 
no, you know, when we did the church, we were able to receive a grant from the Department of the Interior, and it's entitled Save the Treasures. And that was, uh, I don't think it exists anymore. And we were able to apply for a grant, and if I remember correctly, we received a grant from the Department of the Interior for $250,000, give or take a few dollars. But I think it was $250,000 for the renovation of the church. It isn't there anymore, so uh, th there's no federal money for that. We have um, approached a number of folks in our community and outside of our community to see if they would be willing to help us with this project. Some uh, major donors in, in the um, Washington area and beyond, and we've received no answers to all of them. So we don't have any... I don't have any expectation and not much hope that that's, that would ever become a, a reality. Mm -hmm. Barbie? What we lose with a connector is security. And uh, we lose security, we lose a better place for uh, our staff to work. Uh, we also lose the second floor would have a gathering room that we would lose. I've always thought that with the footprint that we have, any extra space that we can create is important for this congregation. Uh, we would lose all of that. Um, those seem... Mm -hmm. It is doable to live with a connector that we... I mean, we've done it since 19... Help me out with the date, Barbie. You probably know the history. <laughs> but, but I think it was in the late 1950s, early 1960s when that connector was actually built. And we've been living with it. Uh, um, you know, it's, it's uh, a bottleneck for everything. But we've lived with it. We've thrived as a congregation with it. It hasn't affected who we are as a congregation. Uh, but, it, uh, but the security part of it is an important piece of it, especially in today's world. And the space always is important, is important for us. Uh, Catherine? You know, thank you for bringing that up because I haven't, I didn't talk to Cal about whether that could be done without moving out of the parish house. I didn't ask him that question. All I asked him was, but I'll call him tomorrow uh, to see when he comes back with information whether we can actually do that without having to move out of the building uh, a second time. Well, well, it would require another capital campaign. This capital campaign, as you know, we have... Uh, ask all of you to contribute over a five-year period. So you really uh, need to respect that, uh, a five-year period for all of us to be able to uh, pay the capital campaign. In order to do this, it would be sometime after that five-year period. Mm -hmm. uh, Joanne? Going all the way right 
Well, if you borrow, if you borrow two plus million dollars, you've got a line. If you if it's a line of credit, which is what the vestry is looking at most seriously, uh, you know, it's about three percent is what the rate is now. About three percent, so it would be three percent of, uh, let's say, two point five million dollars, and that would become a line item in our budget, and that would only pay the interest. It would not be paying the principal. So in order, uh, you would have to think after this capital campaign, and let me tell you how hard this would be. Um, after finishing the payments on this capital campaign, you would have to create a capital campaign to pay off the two-plus million dollars. Um, I'll tell you what my experience has been here. It was much easier to raise money for the church, the nave, than it is to raise money for the parish house for the very simple reason that everybody who is connected to this church uses the church, the nave. All members of this congregation do not use the parish house. So it's um, my experience, I think the experience of the committee may be that it is harder to has been harder to raise money as opposed to the money that we raise for the nave. So, uh, how, uh huh, Larry? To a line of credit, it's a floating rate loan. So, if you've got two point five million, we're borrowing it at three percent. If interest rates go up, our interest rates are going up. So that your expenses for the church budget are fluck, would be definitely impacted by that. And with rates where they are now, you might expect they might go out at some point. Yeah. All right. Richard just said, if you didn't hear him, that this would probably be, our debt service would be about $75,000 per year at 3%. So if you're thinking about it, um, as I do, uh, how do you find $75,000 in our budget? And what are we willing to sacrifice to be able – the bank uh, wants their money back. <laughs> so that's a payment that's going to have to be made. That's not an optional payment. So $75,000 then will have a huge impact on our life as a congregation because something that we love will have to be scaled back. Paul? Will there be any further delays by the external commissions, arts, planning, and whatnot, or is all of the delay now really internal to our management? We have uh, permission from all the five, the D.C. Public, uh, what is it called, D.C. Historic Preservation Review Board, the Fine Arts Commission, all of those have agreed on everything that we have presented to them. We've gone back and back and back. Everything's been adjusted. We don't have any problems with them anymore. So everything right now is our decision-making process uh, towards uh, the, build, the restoration of the parish house. Mm -hmm. But if we change the architectural plan with your new ideas, then we'll have to go back to the D.C. because we'll lose 
No, you know, the, the, real, the problematic thing around this whole process with the Fine Arts Commission and the D.C. Historic Preservation Review Board um, is the connector. So if we're going to leave the connector as is, they'll be singing hallelujahs in some offices around here because uh, we... Um, because uh, you know we have to, we've had to scale it back. We've had to bring uh, drawing after drawing, meeting after meeting, to meet their requirements. And but it was all around the connector. It had nothing to do with the work that we've been planning to do with the parish house. Yeah, thank you. What what happens what happens when we move out uh for the uh, eventually for whatever we choose to do? What happens? Uh Michelle Mangram, who's a member of our congregation, is the head of an um um office uh, um, I think they're from St. Louis. I'm having a hard time remembering that. St. Louis or Kansas City. Anyway, they have offices and they have some spare offices over in the area around Verizon Center. And they have uh, graciously allowed us to use that space while we're out of the while we're out of the building, which is a huge savings for us to be able to do that. Um, in terms of what happens programmatically, it's um, pro- programmatically and problematic. Um, you know, the choir can't rehearse on Thursday evenings here, so they will have to find another place to rehearse. EFM will have to find another place to gather. Um, meetings will be held somewhere else. Uh, church school actually won't be able to meet. We'll have to figure out how um, we continue. What we have had is an offer from the, um, uh, the Hay Adams Hotel across from the church for us to be able to do coffee hour over there in that room that is behind the elevators. They're very gracious about that. So we would be using that, and, it, and uh, we've had some conversations about having the children go over there uh, to do the younger ones to have a kind of a one-classroom Sunday school kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, we're kind of trying to figure out how we do. It's going to have a huge impact on us. No and there's no nursery. There, you know, we won't have a nursery. Uh, all of those things, but, but any way you do it, whether we do option number three, option number two, option number one, it makes no difference. All of those are going to affect us. So we're not going to be able to avoid uh, any of that. Uh, we've thought about where do we keep robes for the choir for Sunday and probably upstairs in that area before you enter into where the, bench, uh, where the pews are. We would probably keep some racks of uh, robes up there. Um, you know, we got pretty creative uh, when we renovated the nave of the church on Sunday mornings, uh, rain, shine, uh, hot weather, it didn't matter. We were wheeling stuff over to the Chamber of Commerce to be able to do the Eucharist. So I think that we'll be able to figure something out to be able, you know, we hope is the church would be in use every day so we can continue to do the 1210 Eucharist, which is one of our, uh, quite frankly, I don't know if this this will bother you me saying it's one of our intake valves we have many people in our congregation uh, who are members of this church and they first came to the 1210 Eucharist 
because it was the least threatening way to walk through the doors of a church. So we have a number of people who come to 1210. Eventually they say, well, this isn't such a bad place. Maybe, maybe they're open enough for someone like me, and then they venture over onto Sunday morning. And then on Sunday morning they meet all of you and they say, oh, this is the place for me. Uh, exactly, exactly, exactly. Martha? Phase, phase one would be, uh, I've been, the, the figure that Hayden has given me, seven to eight months. Phase, uh, doing phase two, doing the whole shebang, phase one and phase two is 11 months. It's a year. It's a year's period. I don't have enough information about number three to be able to tell you, but I would imagine that it wouldn't be the 11 month because there's not much construction to build over here. The two other firms that are going to be bidding, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Um, I meet with Hayden, and Hayden updates me um, on which firms have been coming. I know that there are two other firms that are in uh, bidding when they come back to us in May. Quite frankly, I don't care who bids. We just need three bids. And when they come back, we'll have the inform you know, we'll be able to make I hope we'll be able to make a decision in in June. Um, what what is the bad thing about borrowing two plus million in, in endowment? Wouldn't that be a good thing? Because it's our money. We wouldn't affix an interest rate to it and Well, um, I'm going to let Larry re answer that in just a second. But uh, I can tell you the difference um, when, the, when we, we meet with the investment people. Uh, for a number of years, St. John's Church has taken 5% of the endowment, which is a fairly standard mark. We have never crossed over that 5%. But the vestry has decided that... Um, a, a better way of traveling for the future is to cut back to try to get to 4.5%. So a year ago we were at 4.9. This year our take from the endowment is 4.8 in the hopes of going down to 4.5. All I can tell you, and then Larry can speak about this, is we receive now 4.8, take 4.8 of the endowment. The borrowing rate is 3%. Just compare those two figures and it tells you the advantage of keeping that money in the endowment. And if you keep it there and don't use it, that money has a possibility of growing into the future. But Larry? Do you need a further answer than that? Um, no, I mean, it just is cheaper to borrow the money at this point. But where you want to end up with is you can't let that the amount of money that you're borrowing grow. Because if interest rates go up, it's going to really impact the budget. Two million bucks, the budget ought to be able to handle with some strain if interest rates went up enough, but they should be able to handle it. Three, four million bucks, it would really hurt. Why about the market going down? Okay. Um, why not a fixed? Yeah, why not a fixed rate? 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 Why not a fixed r
because it's higher. You're going to you're going to start the the the, um, the line of credit. You only pay on what you've borrowed. So if we're at the beginning, we're only going to have we're not going to have two million bucks. We're going to have a million. We're going to have five hundred thousand. If you take a fixed rate, you pay a higher rate, and you pay on the whole amount all the time. The other thing, the, the thing that um, came up last time, uh, the way, if you all recall the last time we did this with the church, we took the money out of the, we had the money raised, we took it out to do the, um, to the, do the renovation of the church. When we were finishing the renovation of the church, we had our maximum payments, but we had it in cash. Now the market collapsed in there. Our endowment got creamed. Now what we had to do at that point was to cut back the church budget dramatically. And it took us five years, really, to get back to where we were. We handled it, but we managed it. Now, the other thing is, if you have borrowed on your endowment, which is being used for collateral, you um, and the market really collapsed at that point, the bank could come back to you and say, hey, we need some more money. We don't want to get in that position no matter what. Um, so what we, where you want to end up is borrowing two million bucks and having this all done, uh, the best we can do it. And then we've got to kind of chip around the edges, as Luis has described today, to to uh, do as much as we can with the money we've got. Okay, but there's some other question. Go ahead. Read this. Uh, I don't want to bore you. Uh, all of you are bright, uh, capable people. You can read this as well as I can read it to you. So please do read it. This is the whole explanation of why, what happened. I want to tell you if it's a shock to you, you should have been at our vestry meeting when this was given to us. Uh, there was a great deal of howling. I was the howling leader of the vestry at that vestry meeting. And, I, and we said, under no circumstances can we accept this without getting some other bids. And that's when the delays started to kick in. Uh, I just was shocked, absolutely shocked by this. But read this. It tells you what happened. Uh, for those of you who are here, and uh, some of you are fairly new to the congregation, I've passed the microphone to Larry Redway. And so I thought that I probably ought to tell you, if you're fairly new to the congregation, who Larry Redway is. Larry is one of the chief cornerstones of this church. And uh, Larry was an investment advisor for our congregation for a number of years. Uh, we uh, have, now have changed, uh, but Larry is a member of the investment committee. Uh, he's been a tremendous advisor to the vestry, to me, about all of the finances of this church and how we can best move forward. When we hit 2008, we did it without having to fire anybody in this church, which a lot of congregations had to do. We absorbed it, and it took us about four to five years to get back to where we were prior to 2008. But that goes to, uh, uh, a lot of credit of that goes to Larry Redway, who helped us get uh, work our way through it. Any other questions? How am I doing? <laughs> How are you doing? 
Well, let me start with the good news. Lose a saint. <laughs> That's number one. But big victory, folks. Friday at physical therapy, I was allowed to get on the stationary bicycle. And I, I spent ten minutes just pushing that thing around, and I was just ready to start singing... Uh, uh, glorious hymns or anything like that. The poor physical therapist looked... I'll tell you another story about the physical therapist. So uh, they're trying to... This is uh, at the very beginning and, I, and she, about my work and so on. And, uh, she said, well, you know, in a couple of weeks you'll be able to, to stand a little longer. You won't be compromising your leg, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and then I said, well, the preaching part's really hard because that's longer than... I don't have a table to hang on to and all of that. So she's a church-going type, and she said to me, well, I don't think the people at St. John's would mind that if you cut your sermon in half. <laughs> and, and so my response was, have you been talking to the people of St. John's Church? <laughs> Thank you for coming downstairs. Any other questions? Our wardens, Hillary, Richard? Be happy to answer questions, vestry members. Uh, but that's where we are, and I we will keep you updated as this as we move forward on this. Thank you for joining me today.